podcast? Is it time to podcast? Okay. You got the thumbs up. All right. All right. Sorry, I had, I had to put my ukulele away. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. yeah, please don't ukulele. have your ukulele out with oh, me. Oh, i got to get my head in different space. We're doing podcasts now. Hello and welcome uh, to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Uh, hello and greetings to you. Um, we, I'm here with the Hill Hippie. we got EK behind the boards. Um, hello! That's him. And uh, so we usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend there, Hill, Hill Hippie? I can't complain. Did nothing exciting at all. Just working on uh, video stuff. Uh, learning more graphics. Yeah, all that stuff trying to make us bigger and better. Exactly, That's always working for the FXPG Public Radio, trying to keep the brand going, going, trying to keep it going strong. So is that all you did this weekend? Just messing around with software? And yep, trying to figure it out. Okay, let's see what did I do this weekend. I watched. Uh, I got caught up on my uh, Joe Rogan experience. Um, it's funny. It's like ever since those. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Hey, have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> now, ever since that meme, it's like he's been getting a little bit more subtle about it. Uh-huh. You know, so I was watching this one uh, uh, yesterday, uh, and he's he's sitting there. He's like, yeah, and he, he started working these roundabout ways to get to it, you know, right. instead of just coming out and saying, well, that's crazy. Hey, have you ever tried DM, DMT? <laughs> instead of doing that, he'll go, but but people will be sitting there, and they don't know. It's like everyone's holding. Everyone's got this this uh, Schedule One narcotic you know, in their head, and, you know, everyone's going to end up getting, and, and then the guy he's talking to is like, you're talking about DMT. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I didn't bring it up. It? I didn't bring it up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very much like that. You know, people just keep using the same phrases or words or point blanks until they're brought out and put right in front of their faces. I mean, yeah, everyone has those idiosyncrasies. I go, you know. You know? You know? I say, you know a lot. I say, uh, way too much. You know, everyone has their little idiosyncrasies. Yeah, I say fuck way too much, but I'm not sure that's an idiosyncrasy. Tourette's are just trying to get shock value, maybe? Maybe I just like the word. I don't know. A profanity doesn't always make things funny, but it can. It sometimes. can. Sometimes. Sometimes I just use it to bring the point home. Yeah, so that was our weekends. Uh, so I was thinking about Adam Sandler as well. And uh, I was trying to, uh, just because of the fact, I mean, he's getting, you know, he's oh, getting older. Oh, like oh that. that makes what I did right before the podcast just horrible. What, you were thinking about Adam Sandler? No, I gave you a screw, and you've been thinking about uh, <laughs> Adam, Adam Sandler? Sandler. I don't see what that has to do with anything. Mm-hmm. I don't. It'll, you'll, you'll figure it out later. I doubt it. Um, so I was thinking about Adam Sandler, and I just, you know, all the laughs he's provided for me over the years. I'm sure you've laughed a couple times, too. Yeah. I mean, um, and so I was, try- I was just trying to think about the funniest things that like Adam Sandler ever put on film. And I would have to say like two of them are probably in The Wedding Singer. Two contenders are probably in The Wedding Singer. Okay, so you're not talking about j- overall movies, just ov- moments that he's put yeah, on Yeah, moments. Film. Funniest moments. And um, the first contender for The Wedding Singer, which I think is just such an excellent movie. I think it's probably his best movie. Because uh, I-, I, lo- I love that kind of goofy shit. Right. And so... Um, I was thinking there's a one scene where um, his girl had left him on the altar on their wedding day. Right. And then she comes over later and tries and then explains everything to him about why she did what she did. And then he has this moment and she's like, you know, I, I just realized I'm going to be marrying a wedding singer. I'm never going to leave Ridgefield, which is a nice town, by the way. I've been there. Ridgefield's nice. And so um, uh, and, she go, and he just has this moment of bottled rage, you know. It's like after being left on the altar and you got that beautiful string quartet playing, 
uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Don't stop believing. Yeah, I think oh, that's what it was. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. And you know, and he was just holding everything back, and you know, he's being very calm about everything, and you know, even his family's messing with him. He's like, "You're going to the mental institution," you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. And he goes, "Are you okay?" And he's just because he was really kind of handling it well. And then finally, she explains all this stuff, and he says, "You know, it's like, once again, all this information can be brought to my attention." Yes! It's just he finally got to yep. let loose, and it's like shit, man. I've been there. <laughs> it was like, I, you know, I can do this whole long pra- paragraph, but I'm getting all my emotion in that last word. So, I mean, that's a contender. In uh, uh, the other one, the other moment in Wedding Singers, when he's singing uh, uh, Madonna's "Holiday" at that wedding, and he's just so depressed. It's holiday. <laughs> Celebrate, and the band are behind them, trying so hard, doing the backing vocals as upbeat as possible, right. just Celebrate. trying to, yeah, just trying to get the the energy back. <laughs> and then he does that hysterical scene with "Love Stinks" at the <laughs> wedding. Yes, and, oh, it's so beautiful. I love that scene because who hasn't been there? And I think he even mentioned it in the movie. Is that you know? Uh, He's like, I, I want to be a songwriter, and I want people to say, it was like, wow, I really understood what that guy was coming from when he wrote that song and something like that. And, you know, art is like film. You know, film is art as well. And so mm-hmm. I can totally understand to be in a wedding singer, and you're just so heartbroken that that's what you're doing. <laughs> I get it. However, after thinking long and hard about the funniest Adam Sandler moments, um, I would have to say his very funniest moment came very early in his career during a movie called Airheads. Have you heard this? Oh, yes. All right, now I'm, you might be thinking about the time he goes to rage. It's like, what are you going to stab him with, Pip? What are you going to stab him with? With my dick! You know, which I think is, it's a funny moment. And blood's going to come out of your head! You know, I mean, yeah, that's a funny moment. But when they get the record contract, and they're setting up on the stage, and they're going to do this live show, you know, and all, all these crazy strings getting pulled, that would never happen in real life. Okay, first of all, they'll never happen in real life. Right. And so... But they're sitting there, and they realize they got the record contract, and Brendan Fraser, whatever his name was, Chaz, you know, um, he's sitting there, and he's like, oh, he's about to sign, and he goes like, what, he didn't, he didn't even hear the tape? And he's like, no, the, the machine ate the tape. And he goes, how are you going to give us a record contract? You haven't even heard the song. For all he knows is that, that what was on that tape was Pip farting on a snare drum. Yes. And Pip, Adam Sandler, turns to... Turned to him and very seriously says, I ain't farting on no snare drum. I ain't farting on no snare drum. (laughs) Exactly. And so, I mean, I think that is hilarious. Maybe I'm biased because I'm a drummer. No, what's great about that scene is, like, even Pip has integrity as a musician. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't farting on no snare drum. That's right. They'll ruin a snare snare drum. You're going to have to replace that head immediately. In his own way, that character was backing him up. He may have well have just said, yeah. No, but he was... he was concerned was about bad. having to fart on a snare drum. <laughs> I'm like, not doing that shit. Yeah, I'm not doing that. He was like, I got to lay, lay, lay down the law right away. Oh, my God. I ain't farting on a snare drum. Okay. So um, those were your, all your contenders? Yeah, do you have some rebuttals? I, I've got, uh, not rebuttals, but ones that could be put in there. Honorable mentions? Okay. Uh, might even be better than a couple of the wedding singer ones. Okay, let's hear it. Waterboy. Not Waterboy, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Happy Ma- uh, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. Uh, Him fighting with uh, Bob Barker. Yeah. This is just a great scene. Yeah. Just fucking classic, and he gets his ass handed to him. Yeah. And Bob Barker's takeaway line just, Yeah. Now you've had enough, bitch. 
Well, I mean, it's clearly he wrote it for him. So, I mean, it's, well, of course, yeah. but still, it's still great uh, cinema. It's and good. I don't know if it's better than the Wedding Singer one. Eh, it works better. If you're for going me. back, it's still good. If you're yeah, going back. We're going back. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Okay, what scene in Billy Madison? That blue guy is back again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was the penguin, and he sees her. He sees got drunk, that and he sees penguin a penguin. Is back again. Yeah, and That's he goes, "Oh, That's... I see what's going on here." You know, <laughs> the silly penguin is back again. It's like, dude, you need to quit drinking. <laughs> Stop <laughs> looking at me, Swan. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you or when he's yeah. caressing the one dude's stomach, he's gonna be a soccer player. <laughs> the, uh, the weird, the weird uh, dude he ends up fighting. The academic thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that that's that pretty much covers. You guys head. are hearing the reverb, the feedback from my headphones because oh, okay. I have the delay. Oh, okay. Okay. Hearing weird noises. Okay. And also, the one I want to mention just because it's the only line that makes click even worth watching. Okay. Is he's talk his parents are leaving the basement and they're talking about his birth. And he mentions, because he just went back and revisited his birth, and they were talking how it was a girl. Oh, no, no, it's just a teeny tiny penis. And, <laughs> and his mom goes, it's so teeny tiny. And his dad goes, it's like a little tic-tac. And he goes, come here, let me freshen your breath. Oh. Oh, right, right. line to say to your father. Yeah. That was fucking one of the best comeback lines. I, uh, I read this uh, comic book that Kevin Smith wrote, and it had this character in there who... Um, was born with a very, very small penis. And um, I think it was like Jay and Silent Bob comic book. I can't remember. Hmm. It, was, it was pretty entertaining. But it, it, in this comic book, it was like the parents, the, the doctor mistakes him for a girl. Gives it to the parents. The parents go home. It's like, uh, they take it to the home. It's like, oh, and they're having this conversation. Look at the baby. And they're like, oh, what's that right there? And, you know, above her vagina. It's like, oh, maybe it's a zit or something. It's like, see, you know, pop it. You know, go ahead and pop that oh. zit. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just, and that's what they do. And I'm just like, geez, Louise. Poor child. Poor child. (laughs) And that's Kevin Smith for you. Sometimes he writes crazy shit, man. Yeah. (laughs) He's an interesting podcast. What was that one? uh, Tusk? Oh, man, that's super weird. Oh, I regret watching that film, Tusk. Oh, don't. I haven't seen that one. Don't watch Tusk. Oh, man. I mean, what was the one? uh, Was it Red State that he did? That was kind of cool. I haven't seen cool. that one either. I haven't I haven't seen any Kevin's uh, any of Kevin Smith's recent films, even yoga uh, yoga hosers. <laughs> well, I mean, after Clerks too, I was like, okay, I guess I'm done with the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's bringing Jay and Silent Bob back. That's fine. I mean, he needs to get his junky friend work, I suppose. Um, I'm not trying to <laughs> insult Jason Muse, but let's be honest about what you are, man. I Fair see. Enough. I thought you were talking about Randall. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. I, uh, anyway. He's a uh, berserker, not a junkie. I thought you were talking about the guy on Lost in the Long Box. I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Randall from Clerks. I know who you're talking about. I'm joking. I'm making a joke for, oh, for humor's sake. Guess what? You failed! Yeah, I probably think I did. So why don't we just move on? Um, so if you don't know, um, FXBG Pi- uh, Public Radio. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> FXBG Public Radio is uh, up on Best in the Berg on Fredericksburg.com. Um, 
uh, you can go over there on Fredericksburg.com and vote for us to be the best in the Berg awesome. for radio station. This is the first I've heard of this. It's great. Um, I've already voted, so that's me. And that's, I don't know, that's like a conflict of interests? Is it? I don't know. You're a member of the community. Or is it, You're is, allowed to vote for yourself. Am I aligned? So it's aligned with my interests. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so I've been feeling guilty for no reason. Okay. Yeah, so um, go over to Fredericksburg.com. Look for the best in the Berg section. Wherever it is. I mean, it's, I'm not going to read you a big, long URL with a bunch of numbers and question marks in it, all right? Because that would make for a compelling podcast. Yeah. Because that's, and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to write all that shit down. You're going to type it in your phone right now, are you? Just go, go to Fredericksburg.com. Vote for us uh, for Best in the Berg. And we will love you forever. Continue to love. We're, we were going to love you forever anyway, so I don't know what you're really getting anything out of it. But we love you forever. Please go vote, vote for us and Best in the Berg. It just lets us know you appreciate what we do. Yeah, so um, please, please. I'll love you till next Tuesday, and then I'll think about it again. There you go. Maybe extend the contract. <laughs> well, anyway, let's now pay... we know EK's love is conditional. Let's pay. The, let's place pay some bills. All right, so um, Shock Monkey Radio and FX Beach Public Radio is sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. Let me grab one of these menus so I can think about something I'm not going to eat right now. I already had lunch. Um, <laughs> all right. Danny'sPizzaAndSubs.com. Um, there, there's always buy one, get one free pizzas. You know, and you can get the buffalo chicken and a barbecue pizza. And boom. Buy one, get one free. It's awesome. Danny'sPizzaAndSubs.com, or you can reach them by phone at 540-898-5008. Um, they're located in Lee's Hill Center at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue. They have a limited delivery area of about five miles uh, from that location. So sorry, Culpepper. Um, uh, yeah, their hours are Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and on Sundays, they're open from noon to 8. Um, they have paninis. You can get it. Uh, I love their chicken parmesan sub. You ever had that? That's pretty good. Not theirs. Yeah, the, um, uh, their, their marinara sauce is, like, really good. I mean, it goes really well with everything, um, from, um, what are those, the cheese sticks? Mm-hmm. Mozzarella sticks. Yeah, they got the the um, fried zucchini. Oh, cool. good with that. Yeah, um, nice. I mean, their marinara is just amazing. You know, they got dinners, they got all sorts of sandwiches, pretty much anything you could slap on a pizza, or between bread or different types of bread and all sorts of stuff. We get people create and you if you like anchovies. If you're one of these sick bastards out there that likes anchovies, guilty. That is so gross. That's like dumping a whole salt shaker. On your pizza. That's the dumbest thing ever. Anyway, Danny'sPizzaAndSubs.com is a sponsor. <laughs> I just, I hate putting, I hate, ugh, I hate anchovies. I hate delivering pizzas with anchovies. I hate being around pizzas with anchovies. I hate cutting pizzas with anchovies. You people who like anchovies are like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like Scottish cuisine. It's all like based on a dare, you know, or a, like fear factor or something. Speaking of Joe Rogan. Based on a dare. Yeah. I mean, Fear Factor to a point. I mean, you gotta, you gotta bet you won't eat this. And I, I guess that's entertaining. And you're like, no, I'm not gonna eat a penis. <laughs> that's insane. You're insane. Go start a podcast. So, um, I was thinking about chess. Chess is an interesting game. If you were a chess piece, what would you be? If I was a chess piece, what would I be? King, baby! Okay. 
Because I don't like moving around that much. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like every other piece, there's a lot of running involved. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not really good up to date on my cardio. Yeah, and but, I've got limited horseback experience. So I'm, and, I'm, Yeah, and you know the queen is fit because she can really move. She oh, gets yeah, around. Yeah. But that's kind of the double-edged sword. She gets around. She gets around. Okay. And uh, she gets taken quite a lot. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it happens. Um, so me, I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably a pawn, maybe a knight, but in the heart of my heart, I know I could be a rook. You know, I know one day I could be a, be a rook. Um, I think the bishop is interesting when you think about it. It's, uh, the, it's the only piece that exclusively moves diagonally and, um, which I think is like a kind of a sideways say of say uh, religion operates on this completely different path, you know, I guess and so forth. And so the idea of uh, the the pawn, the pawn can only take diagonally. If it meets somebody head on, get this screw out of here. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> you don't know how to screw. I don't. I don't. I'm so bad at it. Um, <laughs> but the pawn can only attack diagonally, which is the same kind of direction that the um, the bishop moves. The king, I'm sorry, the knight, um, it says they move in an L shape, but really it's supposed to be one space forward and one space diagonally. Right. And it can move like that. It doesn't necessarily have to take, but, you know, it one space forward, one diagonally. So that's mm-hmm. one with science, one with logic, or religion. <laughs> one with logic, one with religion. All right, and the rook is... Di- so it's a crusader. Exactly. Gotcha. They're like a crusader. The rook is all strategy. And the, and the, the rook, rook is, is all, all logic. Strategy. Yes, the mages... Back and forth, up and down. That's the mages in the tower. Exactly. Or, or you know, defensive archers. Right. You know? The alchemists. <laughs> Coming up with that new age fire powder. Oh, I, got, I went jumped all over the notes. I mean, I'm a, <laughs> um, all right, uh, the rook, you know, uh, um, obviously the king and the queen are the most important special pieces. And um, the king can move along religious or logical lines, like the bishops or the rooks, right? Uh, but only one step at a time because you know, he's not up on his cardio. Right. You know, he, he, he's a big fat king. He's like Henry the Sixth or Eighth or whatever. See, I like to think of it as Robert Baratheon. Right, right, right. Uh, he lo- he wants to fight, but yeah. he's so out of shape from Go all the, the drinking armor. and horde. Yeah, yeah. Go get the armor stretcher. He just can't move. Mm-hmm. Find the breastplate stretcher. Mm-hmm. Breastplate stretcher. That's the one. Um, uh, the queen, however, is granted all sorts of access, red movement. And um, what's interesting is, like, in the feudal old world history, um, that's very accurate. It's like queens were used as emissaries between uh, armies, uh, between governments and stuff like that. I mean, even, like, uh, I'll basically sell you my daughter to maintain peace between our two kingdoms. Right. And so forth. And uh, all these royals interbreeding and stuff like that. And then they're wondering why Europe went to shit. And so... um, (laughs) And England's like, oh, we've got, we have too much inbreeding already. We're backing out. That's a horrible accent. My bad. My bad, England, for the insult and the accent. Um, but I mean, it was very much like that. You know, queens were used like that all the time, and sometimes they were killed, like the Red Wedding or whatever. And, and, and um, hmm. so therefore, I guess sex is the answer to prevent war. Well, that's what I mean. Make it's love, like, not war. Send over your princesses. So, like, let's not play chess. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm bored peace is boring <laughs> um so i mean you know my general idea is when it comes to tress, chess strategy is i say attack the queen because cersei lannister is friggin evil and that's what i think i think i'm just like i gotta get that queen that's cersei friggin lannister you know that brings up a good point if there was a uh, game of thrones themed chess board 
They, how could you I'm ev- sure there's already one. How could you ever play that? Because your side or the other side, there's been so many different changes of kings. You'll be like four moves into it. Up, oh, Robert's dead. Gotta yeah, we got a new king. king. Yeah, gotta gotta put on a new piece on the board. So how many times would you have to beat your opponent? Oh, okay. Uh, Checkmate. Robert's dead. Pull up uh, uh, Joffrey. No, and then, and then Stennis runs in, rides in, and you got another chess, <laughs> another chess team coming in. We're, we're the Greys. <laughs> I'm supposed. To, I'm the oldest Brathian. <laughs> Let me burn my daughter alive. And this chess game has just gone to hell. <laughs> Talk about. Th- it'd have to be a three-dimensional chessboard. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have those chessboards, like multiple chessboards. They have that stupid chess game that they're always playing on Star Trek. Yeah. They, that's real. Yeah. People made that a thing. Three-dimensional yeah. chess. People made Sabak, the, the fictional card game that they were playing in, uh, what was it called? Uh, Star Wars? The Star Wars, Han Solo story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and that goes way back into the non-canon literature that they no longer use, Disney, you know, where they talk about specifically about how Sabak is played. And that's where they got that information. They throw it in the movie, but they're just like, no, nah, we're not using that old Admiral Thrawn shit. Right. Dicks. And we want our own stories. Ooh, We're not going to use somebody else's stories. We're going to use our own. Well, and it makes sense because every single writer has said at Disney who said, we just bought Star Wars. I want to write that script. And all these writers just like, well, yeah. I want to write it. It's like, okay, well, we're not you doing old stuff because these writers will strike. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Star Wars has been ruined. That's why it's Because they wanted to prevent a writer Cause, strike. Because everybody wanted to write a Star Wars movie. I know they did. Because they, they all did. grew up loving it. I know. If I were... If my life had taken a different direction and I went down a writing path and I ended up at Disney writing movies for Disney and it was like, one more friggin' I'm a girl, I don't need a man movie. And they're like, we just bought Star Wars? I want in on that. I'm sick of these uh, red-headed, empowered girls and shit and their Care Bear-like plot lines. <laughs> oh, did I? That was me. Okay, all right. Um, I, was, I think there's an interesting rule, and I think it was uh, kind of introduced in chess uh, during, or I guess around Joan of Arc's time, and that's the idea that a pawn can become a queen. You know, a pawn gets to the last, last row. You can exchange it for a queen if you've lost your queen, which I think is interesting. The ugly duckling. No, that's just the patriarchy showing you that any common girl. That's right. There's always another queen. Can become. A oh, queen. the queen died. Right. I'll just this hot peasant girl. Mm-hmm. This uh, queens are replaceable. This Diana girl. King dies. The game's over. Mm-hmm. Queen dies. No big deal. The patriarchy. And so. You just inserted toxic uh, masculinity into yeah, chess. Yeah, you yes. brought it here. You brought it here. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I don't chess play chess. Chess is a man's game. And after hundreds of years of this game. Uh, it really was. It, back in the day, they used to use how well you played chess as to how well your uh, strategic Str- mind strategic was for mind, warfare. Yeah. It's an important game. And after hundreds of years of this game, the truth of its dynamic is still relevant. I mean, uh, I hope you play. I hope you play chess. I'd love to play you. Nope. All right. Um, and I'll, I'll distract you with my conversation. That's the only way I win. Um <laughs> Fair you, enough. You ever play alternate setups of chess where it's like a, you got a row of pawns and a row of rooks? Or, no. Or a row of pawns and a king and a row of bishops? No. I loved alternate setups. I like turning the boards and do like a corner setup, you know, where you get like half the chess pieces and like you change the rules on people. Man, that fucked with kids' minds. <laughs> I mean, I was doing this like in, I don't know, I want to say like fourth grade. I was doing stuff like that, and I was just blowing these kids' minds, and they're just so mad because I just learned how chess works. Just figured out how the horse moves. It's a knight, actually. 
We combined bloody knuckles and chess. <laughs> Every time that I take one of your pieces, I get to punch you in the mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sounds like fun. It's called Fight Chess Club. Fight Chess Club. <laughs> it, it also means uh, don't grow up in New Jersey. Yeah, right? <laughs> Rough town, bro. That's why you moved to Virginia, right? Chess Club had built-in self-defense so that you could take punches because you were going to get your lunch money taken from you for being in the chess club. <laughs> Jersey even, is hard. It wasn't even self-defense. It was just, hey, it's it's going to happen. You might as well get used to it. Might as well just knock your teeth out now. And sway the chess kids. I'm going to take got, something took from out you the and rage. I'm punch you in the face. That's how the chess club got rid of their rage. They were so pissed off that the lunch money had been taken. So instead of actually fighting against the bullies that took the lunch money, they'd just punch each other whenever they'd take a piece. So I feel like it wouldn't have been that hard a punch. So I think it'd have been okay. I got a little section here for Hill Hippie's Garden. You want to continue? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I take your steam? No. I'm just, I'm kind of want a break. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't blame you. My throat's dry. Are you ready? Are you trying to pull up this article? You mentioned I'm, this to me. It's like, are you going to talk about this? It's like, hell no. I don't talk about relevant shit. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, do you remember the uh, missionary, John Allen Cho, who was murdered quote-unquote, murdered by the uh, North Sentinelese Island uh, indigenous people? Yes. I saw an article slated from today saying that the U.S. will not seek prosecution of the tribe's people who killed the missionary. (laughs) 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 And uh, hundreds of people die trying to serve a subpoena. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's just... (laughs) He's never been served, so... <laughs> That's a good call, lawyers. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Go out there and set up a subpoena. Uh, oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did the idea is hilarious. Yeah. I want to know more. Uh banter, I'm trying to find the oh, part okay. about this article that's really fucking great. Uh, yeah, I mean if one guy dies, you know, you don't send anybody else. I mean, that's a good call. What do you well, we've got to explain to you what our language is. We've got to explain to you what writing is. Uh, we've got to explain to you what laws are. We've got to explain to you what a courtroom is. We've got to explain to you what a lawyer is. We're and, just going to kill you. Yeah, they're just going to shoot we're just you. Gonna, we're just going to kill you. That, that sounds like a lot. I mean, <laughs> we have educated people here in America who are like, can I just no, kill this lawyer? They're way more educated than us. <laughs> I just want to kill this lawyer. They never let the rule in to begin with. <laughs> They're oh like, no, we're not acknowledging that. We're just gonna kill this guy that they, you came. They send out scouts to the Western world, and it's like these guys are fucking up left and right, man. They got things called laws and lawyers and stuff like that. It's so stupid. They wear clothes and buy food. Yeah. Hey, you remember Idiots. the remember the time we killed Frank because he ate an extra apple at dinner? You remember how like that never happened again? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. How come they haven't figured this out? <laughs> All right, so the the thing about this article that really fucking threw me for a loop and just pissed me off. Christians, I'm offended for you on this article because we've always talked about how there is no such thing as true reporting anymore. And this is obvious, obvious case with this article where they were talking about how some people consider Joe to be a martyr. And some people think he was a moron who didn't consider the uh, oh, what I, he was doing to these people was potentially went, if, bringing yeah, disease. Yeah, he went to college. He, I'm sure he considered. Yeah, I, I think all so. Of this. 
article article goes on to state that at least one prominent Christian group, International Christian Concern, issued for a call for punishment for the isolated tribes people. According to the reports, the organization called Cho's death a murder and wanted the native people responsible for Cho's uh, death brought to justice. However, other more reasonable people would call the killing of Cho self-defense given the real threat Cho posed to the Sentinelese people. Not only was Cho determined to corrupt their culture with his ignorant religious superstition, oh my God. the arrogant and deplorable Christian missionary was also willing to expose the isolated tribesmen to disease and sickness that they had no immunity to defend themselves against. There's one part in there that is completely unnecessary. You want to read it again? That's a lot of words. Which one? Deplorable. Let's start around in there. Deplorable. Deplorable religion. Because religion is Determined bad. to corrupt their culture with his ignorant religious superstition. Uh, the arrogant and deplorable Christian missionary was also willing to expose the isolated tribes people to disease and sickness that they had no immunity to defend themselves against. Here's the thing. All right. If somebody sneaks across the border of my country. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know, who sneaks into the country? Spies? Sure, let's say a spy from, who sneaks in through um, Washington, D.C. Well, D.C.'s not on a border. Let's say they Yes, come... it is. It's called Dulles. That's a port, but okay. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough, it's a port. Uh, let's say they come in through the Chesapeake Bay. That's, yeah, that's where most of them come through. Yeah. Right, Chesapeake Bay? Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, if, if we, if... Somebody snuck into this country, they took a boat from Spain, and they come all the way from Spain, and they get into the Chesapeake Bay, and they land on our shores, and a cop shoots them? Right. Uh, or, let me, let me put it this way, a border guard. Uh, even better. Because there's border guards all over the Chesapeake Bay. Of course. Yeah, so I think it's like every 100 feet, there's like a, a sniper tower. You can't go fishing without bumping into them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're always, like, waving from the boats to people in sniper towers and, like, holding up your passport. You know, I'm American. Yep. I'm here legally. You know, and so... Um, I speak the language. Don't shoot me. Mm-hmm. I'm white. You know. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I went there. You Sorry. went there. And so, um, if somebody, like, who's, who's in charge of the security of the country kills somebody who enters the border, I, f I find that to be self-defense. Yes. All right? As far as I'm concerned, North Sentinelese Island... Is its own sovereign territory. Yeah, even right? the Indian it's clear nation will, it's, declares, uh, declares it that way. It's clear they don't want iPhones. No. I mean, I can understand why. Yeah, they're just complicated and they ruin they, lives. I think, I think they have every right to live the way they want to live. I think that if a missionary goes there, I can understand his zeal. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call him a martyr. and I would think it's like, hey, you know, at least you tried. Right. Well, but every other missionary in the world should say, okay. They don't want to be into it. I mean, maybe you'll see some Mormons walk in their neighborhood one day. Who knows? I saw some Mormons in the other neighborhood the other day. And I was just, just like, need, wow, you guys still do that shit? We that just sucks. need to send a clown. That's all. Do some magic tricks. He's going to get killed quicker. For doing magic? Yeah. yeah. You think? Yeah. Witchcraft. Burn him. Exactly. Or are these the kind of, are these, the, is this the kind of tribe that might think it was a god? No, because they see other boats, and they've had people throw stuff into the water to be floated yeah. ashore. They they know it's out there. They're just like these people are crazy. They invented lawyers. What a stupid thing. Yeah, just but that one line that ignorant religious superstition. Yeah, just, completely unnecessary. Fuck, it's it, fuck you, that's dude. Opinion. You are just 
you know, you're doing what he was trying to do that you were busting his balls for doing. You're trying to insert your belief system onto other people. I still feel bad for the missionary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but... This guy's just trying to spread his faith. He didn't, uh, he didn't expect to get killed. But then again, if a guy who loves skateboarding dies in a skateboard accident, I'm, just, I'm not going to feel bad for him. Well, you you're feel doing bad what that you want, what you're passionate about. I feel bad that you died, but you're doing what you feel passionate oh, about. Oh, you die doing what you love. I get your, I get it. I get yeah, the perspective. Yeah. That's a positive way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah. And um, yeah, what's weird is like so many religious people want to be a martyr. That, and that's bizarre to me. That's one way to be remembered. Nobody remembers. If ten years from now, nobody's going to remember your name. Every terrorist. No, you know what? I bet they'll remember the missionary that went to that country, tried to spread the well, word of God, good. and got yeah, killed. That it's, one. That, that one guy's not going to get forgotten. <laughs> That's sure. What's his name? But I'm saying the terrorist. guy that got. Yeah, you already got me. See? <laughs> I never. I, I never heard the name. I've already said it like twice. Have you, John Cho? Oh, I didn't think that was that guy's name. I thought yeah. you were just making a generic name up. See, no. It sounds like a very generic See, name. See, he said John Cho. I thought he was going to talk about that dude that was in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. No, because when I first talked about Is this story, I uh, <laughs> referenced, the, I made the bad joke of, you know nothing, John Cho? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember that. Well, uh, yeah, John Cho. Crossover joke. Actor, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Memory. What do you guys do with your brain? Nothing. That's what I thought. I thought he was going to talk about a new... Fantasize? New uh, John Cho movie or something. No, no. All right, uh, I'm running out of time, so I'm going to skip this next one. We can come revisit it next week. So let's just go right into the news worth knowing. All right. That's that's their our theme music for... I'll, I just the Terminator it. theme music. Oh, damn it. Is that why it's in my head? Do-do-do-do-do. It is a... Do-do-do-do-do. Oh. I was like, that's way too catchy to be mine. Yeah, that's way too catchy to be mine. All right, so let's go in the news worth knowing. Let's talk about this high-tech redneck. All right, just in case pop-ups. Turn the volume down. Um, street racing farm tractor impounded by police. <laughs> thinks my tractor sexy. A tractor has been seized by police for reportedly drag racing against motorbikes. Police in, motor against motorbikes. Yeah, police in Wiltshire, UK, have impounded a, the five-ton blue tractor after being told it was racing against motorbikes. Yeah, you see I, that picture, right? How in the hell could that keep up with a motorbike? The farm vehicle, a New Holland T6 175 tractor, was taken off the road by police in Amesbury uh, for taking part in the unusual test in an <laughs> usual test of speed and acceleration. This is the funniest sentence. Yeah, it's a single sentence, and they call it a paragraph. Anyway, um, this is the single funniest sentence I've read in any news story today. In motorsport, a drag race is defined as a race between two vehicles over a short distance, usually a quarter of a mile, as a test of acceleration. <laughs> wow. Seriously, there's like there's like 75 words in this whole, whole article. Wow. <laughs> and, and this is one of them. This is what the one of the one of the lines. They found it necessary to, to define. explain what drag racing is. Like nobody that nobody can figure it out. <laughs> like yeah, what suburban white collar white bread people are they expecting to read this fucking article? I guess this whoever wrote this article they had to look it up. What's, drag, they, what's did, drag racing? Did they have to look up and explain what a tractor is? Anyway, the seven hundred seventy-five horsepower tractor. 
has been spotted allegedly racing much lighter and nippier motorbikes. 775 horsepower? 175. 175? Yeah. Once 175 horsepower? Tractor. How the fuck is that going to have a chance of keeping up with a fucking uh, motorcycle? I don't know. Maybe the guy tweaked the engine or is like some, one of these uh, nerdy mechanics, mechanic nerds. Even with the 175, if you put nitrous in that shit, I, motorbike's going to leave its ass. Yeah, yeah, some dude just he wanted to build like a, a Knight Rider tractor or something like that. Would it have a country voice? Would it be like Larry the Cable Guy? Like, like, <laughs> yes! Like in, like in Cars? Would the, would the Knight Rider Mater. tractor Mater. Yeah. Be, be like Mater? Yeah. But also like, but, but like less like Mater and more like effective like Kit. More effective like Kit, or would it be like trying to be like Kit and just fucking up? Like, like more, more like if we cross over this way, man, we can get two more bales out of this field. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You're not making a left turn. I've what done, are we doing? I've done the calculations, man. We hit this three times over. We can get this job quarter of an hour done faster. And the, the, <laughs> wow! The you prob- guys watch way more of him than I do. The problem, the problem <laughs> wow. is, if you ever turn on the GPS, it always just takes you to a place that's old beer. Oh my god! You understand that's a character, right? Yes. Okay. It's not a real person. Yeah, that's why he's that's why he's funny is because he has turned a stereotype into a hilarious embellishment. Mm-hmm. I guess I just spent too much time in the spent south. Some, spent some time where looking all up. of that stuff just isn't funny to me anymore. Oh man, I'm, the southern charm only goes so far. Like a couple of years in Georgia, and you're just you're done with it. It's like you realize it's like you're not really that funny. It's just how you say stuff is funny. Yeah, it's all about the delivery. Yeah, I mean, and that's I don't find that to be funny. No, no, no. What's funny is driving down through Racing North Carolina, no? going through the uh, some of the two-lane roads, trying to get to the coast, passing this teeny tiny little church that's probably the size of the, uh, of the house, and seeing on the marquee out front, get her done for Jesus. I almost wrecked the I car. I don't know. That, that's, kind of, that's kind of the appeal of the South, if you ask me, is that you see stuff like that all the time. I laughed so hard, I almost wrecked the car. Plus... Yeah, plus duckies and uh, church's chicken. That's 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 about it. That's I'm, about what's good of good good of the South. I'm glad you didn't mention bold peanuts. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I want to move on to the next story. All right, because good because I'm starting to think about shrimp and grits. Okay, well, how about alpacas? Alpacas. I have not had the luxury of trying alpaca, okay. but I bet you they're tasty. An alpaca farm in England is offering yoga. Alpaca picnics, alpaca connection packages. Farm has become the first place in Britain to offer yoga classes in a full field of alpacas. Rosebud Alpacas is located in a remote piece of land along the rolling countryside and has been hailed as a perfect location for a calming exercise. But to add to the experience, owners Nick and Lucy Aylett have decided to run their yoga classes in the same field where they keep their alpacas. And they say their alpaca yoga classes in South Moulton, Devon, our unique experience, which are, is this, is, is this a Middle Earth? What the hell? Middle Earth? I don't know, South, South Moulton. Yeah, you take, take a right at the eye, or I have Sauron. Here it is, there's these directions. Um, our, our unique experience, which are great for mind, body, and soul, and doing yoga and alpaca shit. Um, quote, we want our land to be an inviting place for others to come enjoy, Nick explained. 
It is our home and it's a very special place. And we would really love other people to enjoy it too. It's a place where people can come to escape, take time out from technology and busy lives. And uh, So they're often offering these, uh, their animals are raised ethically with the freedom of choice. They're welfare. Okay. Each session has a qualified instructor waiting out in the alpaca shit to do teach yoga classes. Does uh, each class come with a, a, a face guard? I hope so because they friggin' bite, don't they? They spit. They spite and bit. That's insane. <laughs> You're insane. Those things are. It's like, what are you, a giraffe or a horse? Make up your mind. Make up your mind, or I'm killing you. And are you cold? Because you got a lot of fur. Oh man, those things are so creepy. I friggin' hate alpacas. It just looks like a cross between like a like a camel and a llama with a wig on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what, to me that's what an alpaca looks like. And they're it's like a camel has sex with a llama and it's wearing a really bad toupee. And they're like, <laughs> we gotta keep yeah, we gotta keep breeding this. This is ridiculous. I mean, those things are scary. But they do have nice fur. I know, and that's why people keep them. And they shave them every now and then. But I mean, they are so ornery. And they spit and they bite. Yeah. They're too close to a horse for me to. There's to your problem. They look real cute. They look like a lamb when they're little. See, that's the thing. If they're, you're out in the field doing yoga with these things, I would hope they would have enough sense for them to be young alpaca, not full-grown adult. Especially if it's the certain time of the year and you're doing the downward-facing dog and all of a sudden the alpaca gets they're that gleam to, in his yeah, eye. They're trying to fuck. Yeah. They're animals. Just like you, by the way. You're an animal. You're an animal. You're an animal. I've been told that many times. Animal. Drum, drum solo. Animal. Ah! Yeah, there you go. Um, so we could sell Montana to Canada for a trillion dollars to ease the U.S. national debt, a petition says. <laughs> I bet this petition started in New York or California. Possibly. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, so Montana should apparently be sold to Canada to help pay off some of their national debt, according to a petition on change.org. Ian Hammond, is he the guy that did the thing with the dinosaurs? No idea what the fuck you're even talking about. He, he got the dinosaur DNA from the, the mosquitoes that were uh, found in amber. And he got the DNA and he like, cloned and he made the island and it went real bad. I was with, did you see those news stories? Uh, dude, that was a novel by Michael Crichton. What? It turned it into a movie called Jurassic Park. Oh. Different guy then. Uh, Ian Hammond, the guy who uh, created the petition, um, wants to sell the, the treasure state to... <laughs> the treasure state? I forgot. Yeah, it is called the treasure state. Really? Yeah, a lot of gold up there, bro. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, like other precious metals as well. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, he wants to sell it to Canada for a trillion dollars, like they have the money. <laughs> so if we sell it to it for a trillion dollars what would that be in American dollars because Canadian so, dollars yeah, so are one trillion Canadian uh, so what's that like 750,000 American dollars here's the quote he said of the petition um, uh, we have too much debt and Montana is useless just tell them it has beavers or something what in the world are you talking about more than 7,000 people have already signed a petition as of Tuesday. The petition was looking to garner at least 7,500 online signatures. 
Yeah, because that's all it's going to take is 7,000 dumbasses to think that the yeah. United States is going to sell off part of itself. Yeah, the other 349 million people, they're going to be like, yeah, we're on board with them, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Because 7,000, that, that seems like a large enough demographic to gauge the uh, opinion of the entire population. Sure. <laughs> Others thought to even sweeten the deal by throwing in California, Texas, or Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Why Ohio? I don't know. It's because it's a battleground state, I think. Maybe, but yeah. you know, just, no. And that's that's dipping way down in there, man. If Canada uh, Canada ever gets tired of our bullshit and our bad jokes, they'll have a launching point into the U.S. where they could just come and fucking bend us over. It's a, not Ohio, dude. Why? Why Ohio? Uh, anyway, anyway, love you, my American friends. This is a quote uh, from George Leish. Uh, I think he's from Canada. Okay. Uh, love you, my American friends. Love you more because you aren't here. <laughs> we have enough trouble with Trudeau's socialism, he wrote. Um, we don't need to import more from you wacko Democrats. Here's the new Green Deal. We'll pay you to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh, what's this cat's name? I'm, yeah, I got well, to I gotta go look I gotta him email up. him and say, hey, wait, I, where's George, my money? Otherwise, I'm coming. George Lush, L-Y-C-H-E, is the guy who wrote this. Oh, that's funny. Dude, my name is Hill Hippie. You don't want me in your country. I didn't I didn't read the whole article. I usually, like halfway through the article, say, okay, I'm using this, and I post it. Yeah, no, but wow. <laughs> that's cold. That's cold from Canada. Well, it is you, cold in Canada. What do you expect? I'm, I'm sure it's dumping snow like crazy up there. For, I mean, we're, just gonna, we're, we're supposed to get snow soon, huh? Yeah. Manana? Tomorrow morning. Yeah. It's getting cold outside. Maybe I'll date rape you. Stop serenading me. People get up in their arms about that song. It's just a song. Song isn't an actual event. Um. Anyway. Speaking of other crazy liberals, um, a boy is called Little Hitler for using hot chocolate stand to raise money for the border wall. His parents oh, say. wow. Yeah. A seven-year-old boy was harassed and called Little Hitler after setting up a hot chocolate stand to raise money for President Trump's border wall, his parents say. Uh, Benton Stevens of Austin, Austin, Texas, was reportedly motivated to help fund the border wall between the United States and Mexico after watching Trump's State of the Union on February 5th with his parents, Jennifer and Shane who are both active members with the Republican National Com Committee, KXAN, reports. Between his hot chocolate stand, a matching donor, and a Venmo receipt, Benton has raised close to $5,000. Not enough, pal. Uh, but his parents say it will cost the privacy, cost, it was at the cost of his privacy after videos and photos of their son were posted on Facebook. People think he, he's brainwashed, his mother Jennifer said. Well, of course he supports Trump, because we do. And he hears how we talk on this and that. Call that brainwashing, but I call it parenting because we instill our values in him. Yeah. Yeah. It's called parenting. Uh, Benton set up his stand on Saturday at a strip mall northeast of Austin. That's what's the problem. It was, it was in Austin. And so the help of his brothers and sis, his parents, uh, he made signs and brewed hot chocolate with them. Uh, within an hour, his parents say he made about $231. Uh, but was forced to shut down after patrons complained to the store owner Benton had placed a stand in front of. Quote, I guess some liberals, or every, whatever you want to call them, 
They were griping at the owner of the store and, and going in and yelling at him and slamming him on Facebook. Doxing, basically. Yeah. Um, quote, he was called Little Hitler yesterday, his mother said. A guy pointed at him in his car, and then he said that, he, that we didn't like brown people. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> I don't either. I get where he was coming from, but... <sighs> Despite the blowback, Steven's family has promised the money that they will, they've raised will go directly to the wall. There's a GoFundMe page. We're also part of the RNC, and we're pretty connected. So uh, 100% will make, we'll make sure it goes to the wall. If you want to donate it, I'm sure you can find it. They have a paragraph here for you to donate. Fox News. <laughs> uh, in light of all the publicity surrounding the uh, Benton's border wall fundraiser, his father told Fox News that it's actually inspired some reconciliation across party lines in their Texas town because Austin is liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, people who were originally very mean started apologizing for what they said and sticking up for Benton because he's a child. No shit. Because th- that's a child. Yeah, uh, d- whatever douchebag yeah. called this child Little Hitler, dude, grow the fuck up. Right? I don't know what in the hell your goddamn problem is, but he's a fucking child. You may not agree with what uh, his parents exactly. have instilled in him, but it's his parents' rights to instill the values in their child that they believe in. It's not illegal. It's not hurting anybody. And for you to call that child something like that, grow the fuck up, pal. And so, I mean, and he's going to grow up... Um not doing something like that, probably, because his parents raised him with Republican values. Just, I'm just going to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. That because, you know, they uh, instilled conservative values in their child, he's probably not going to be the kind of guy who's going to one day drive down the side of the street and call a child Little Hitler. Or point is, just make an assumption that you hate brown people because you want to build a wall. Because so, so, that's I, ridiculous. So here's the thing. I wonder if that guy has a fence around his house. The guy who yelled at him? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the same fucking thing, pal. You put a fence around your yard, you've got the same fucking thing, and you're being yeah. uh, you're neighbor's dog keeps cup- hypocrite. Keep, yeah. Neighbor's dog keeps shitting in your yard, you put up a fence. That's how you do it. All right, let's talk about how awesome Dave Chappelle is. I mean, I kind of, after reading this article, I kind of, it was probably. Didn't you already know Dave Chappelle I, was a man? Of course I did. I mean, he's given me thousands of laughs over the years, and, um, Anyway, so let me read this headline. Comedian Dave Chappelle delivers tickets to his couple who were scammed. Uh, comedian Dave Chappelle got, in a world, uh, got word of a couple who were scammed out of, his t- out of tickets to his show in Charlotte and wanted to make it right. Deidre Dickens and her husband, Eddie, were excited to snag some tickets for to Chappelle's stand-up show at the Blumenthal Performing Arts Center on Valentine's Day, WBTV reported. Deidre Dickinson's, D- Dickens purchased the tickets for her husband, who is a big fan, of course he is, through a seller on Craigslist, according to the station. Hmm. Uh, she purchased two additional tickets for another couple so they could all go together. Um, after she transferred $500 to the seller, she never received the tickets. She has filed a police report with the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department regarding the incident. And they got a little tweet here. And it's like, hmm. okay, but I don't consider Twitter news. Right. Everyone. Twitter's not news. Chappelle's representatives got word of the uh, incident and reached out to WBTV following a report uh, on the couple and offered to help them out. The comedian even hand-delivered the tickets to the couple and chatted with them before the show. That's class. Well, I don't know. That, that kind of motivates me to want to buy my tickets on Craigslist. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get a meet-and-greet with Chappelle. 
Dude, I got I to say, that's probably the exception, not the rule. Indeed. It's like, I bet there's a bunch of people got scammed for Dave Chappelle tickets. And, yeah. yeah, these people it, just made the big enough Dave never heard about it. about it, yeah. They're covered by news, uh, yeah, news, news, news channel. Uh, the comedian even offered them survive some advice. Quote, always get your tickets from reliable sources. <laughs> Chappelle, <laughs> Chappelle was heard telling the couple. Oh, good. I hope he trolls them. And I hope he trolled them in the show. I would, too. Yeah. yeah if I were a comedian, I would make fun of them at the show. I'll point them out and say, right. hey, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we made this right and stuff like that. But, but what I mean, the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> but, you know, I'm Dave Chappelle. I'm going to do that. Your material now. That's probably what the other part. That's what they didn't overhear. It's like, uh, I want to tell you, first of all, uh, I'm going to use this as a bit. Period. Uh, two, um, always get it from a reliable source. I mean, Craigslist? Come on, man. Yeah. What are you doing? Craigslist? The only thing you can go on Craigslist for is to find hookers. Jesus. Now you can't even do that. Um, I, I just think this is funny because it's hilarious. And I love I love it when vain people get a little bit of comeuppance. Comeuppance? Comeuppance. Comeuppance. <laughs> Uh, Instagram fitness model gets bit in the butt by a pig during a trip to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that picture? You see it? Bah. Bah, bah. <laughs> oh, your ass is so beautiful. Huh? Okay. It's so beautiful. The pig wanted yeah, a bite. Exactly. So, you right. <laughs> so like, like so many Instagram, uh, Instagram influencers before her, Michelle Irwin, I'm sorry, Michelle Lewin, uh, re- recently found herself in the Bahamas alongside the famed swing- swimming pigs of the Exumas. Stay away from those islands, idiots. Holy cow, why are people still going there? White people. Yeah. Uh, however, the pigs weren't in the mood for visitors. Uh, the 32-year-old fitness model shared a photo of her a That's video. where John Cho should have went. Yeah. That's the yeah. island John Cho should have went to. It's a way, but you're pro- yeah. I, you're not going to convert pigs. You never know. They're all Jewish, right? <laughs> is, is that why you're not allowed to eat pork in the Jewish faith? They're, they're one of us. No, we can't eat them. <laughs> it's like cannibalism. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's an offensive Jewish joke or not, or is it just? It's kind of ironic. I don't know. I'm is, not Jewish. Is the so irony I, funny? I think so, but I'm not Jewish, so I can't state uh, whether or not it would actually be offensive. Uh, ben Shapiro, if you're watching, um, listening, or watching, please email me at madman at fxbgpr. Dot com and tell me why that joke is offensive to Jews or if it's just ironically funny because I'm not really sure. Don't want to offend anyone. I'm lying. I want to offend everybody. Sorry. So I'm going to continue with the story about a fitness model and if, getting her ass bit by a pig. And if you do uh, happen to email him, uh, Mr. Shapiro, uh, he won't believe it. It's you, actually you unless you do it on a Saturday. I just I kind of want I kind of want to get uh, become a, a member for the Liftus Tears hot and cold tumbler for Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to ask him one question. And I've, I've been kicking around. If I did this and I asked him one question, what would it be? And I was thinking, is like, if you became president of the United States, do you think that you could really maintain the Sabbath as a president of the United States? I think that's a good question. That is a good question. Yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to. But Well, I mean, if you're an Orthodox Jew, because, um, for example, if some if Joint Chiefs of Staff coming up, is like, this is what's going on wherever the shit's going on. Uh, people, you know, we've got a bunch of uh, people coming into the United States from Spain through the uh, the, the Chesapeake Bay, and so we have, we need to. And it's like I can't do anything about that. I can't even hear it. It's like that's work, you know, for me to make decisions as the president of the United States. That's considered labor, right? Right. So I mean, 
do you think as a president of the United States, you really could, they would really allow you to maintain the Sabbath in an orthodox way? Uh, well, here's the thing. Considering what he does for a lifting, uh, living as a podcaster, he has to pay attention to news, this, that, and the other. He, in order to uh, hold the Sabbath in that kind of way, he must keep himself on a bubble on Saturdays as it is. That's what I mean. So he should be able to still do it. But, oh, so tricky. Anyway, it's a question for Ben Shapiro. It's yes. not for us. And please let me know if that was offensive. I am so sorry if it was. Um, anyway, I just I want to show you this ass right there. Oh, yeah. Hello, baby. You want to take a bite out of that, right? Oh, yeah. We're part pig. You know, it, I've, I've never denied that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of evidence that uh, shows that uh, uh, human and swine are far more genetically, uh, well, have far more genetics in common than you would want to admit. Oh, yeah, well, shit, I thought you were talking about my behavior. Yeah, I'm a fucking pig. They also, <laughs> That's a fine ass. I want to bounce quarters off of it. The, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's about 7 o'clock, and uh, uh, I just want to do this one happy last story. Uh, California woman rescued from uh, her powerless Snowden home by a sheriff's deputy. An elderly woman was rescued from a frigid home in California after sheriff's deputies found her alone without power and surrounded by snow. Joan Alstrom was at her home in Pioneer, roughly 61 miles east. East, ooh, excuse me, 61 miles east of Sacramento on Saturday when a neighbor couldn't get in contact with her, and so she called the authorities to check on her. Now we know what you think about this story. I'm sorry, it happens. Beer down, air up. Um, Deputy Casey Wilson, hero of the day, of Amador County Sheriff's Office responded and found Alstrom inside, freezing cold and without power, heat, or phone service. Um, This was posted on the department's Facebook page. Um, The Sheriff's Department... The sheriff's deputy shoveled snow from Alstrom's home to the road and then transported her in her patrol vehicle and brought her to Jackson's Ranchera Casino Resort in Jackson. The hotel, according to the sheriff's office, provided them with a discounted rate for the hotel room, which Wilson paid for. I think they also gave her a couple, like, chips. <laughs> As usually those, uh, those uh, casino it rooms come with a couple complimentary yeah, it, it chips. A couple comps, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to hook them sinking, man. Yeah, this woman couldn't... Uh, help herself get out of the situation she's in. Yeah, I think she's got the money to waste in your fucking gambling. <laughs> Jackasses. She goes in there and blows like $3,000. <laughs> like, you could have paid for the hotel room. You could have called a cab. <laughs> <laughs> you could have paid little Johnny down the street to shovel your driveway. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. Um, you can look for us on... On Facebook, look for Shock Monkey Radio Redux. Um, please become a Patreon. Uh, go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron, and you can get to see a whole bunch of the video content that we have uh, behind the paywall. Of course, I put the stuff up on YouTube. Just search for the Madman Lowercase on YouTube, or just search FXBG Public Radio. And you should be able to uh, find at least one of my videos and then find the Madman Lowercase channel if you don't know how to spell it. Anyway, I'm the Madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the Heel Hippie, wishing you all peace and love. Peace out.